stopped, get him stopped. God and Moses both in a sidecar could not drive a sprint car with a thousand horsepower. I swear to God, he's done a double somersault backwards. My car will go past wide open. Uh, my 50,000 came in a Twinkie box. You know, I get my jollies off over looking at a nice car wash. You know, he's going to crash your shit, but he's still, he's still got great stories. Oh, they disappeared. Oh, I'm leading. <laughs> I'm leading. <laughs> you plated your old ball sack and you just freaking let it eat. It's all goddamn assholes and elbows. And if you ain't right, They'll send your ass to the rear. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Open Red, the official podcast of the World of Outlaws, NOS, and who drink sprint cars from Dirt Vision. My name is Rob Blount, and alongside of me is... Hello, Nick Graziano, PR manager, longtime listener, first-time caller. How's it going, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going, Nick. Um, how, how's things been going for you down in uh, Volusia? Very busy, but a lot of fun. It's been uh, a long first week going into second week right now, but a lot of great racing so far and a lot more to come. Yeah, we we really have seen some some great racing action so far, haven't we? The uh, the, the sprint car shows were a ton of fun on Friday and Sunday. I'm I'm really upset and bummed out that Saturday got rained out and we got robbed of. Or one of our first three sprint car shows this year. Yeah, for sure. The first one was awesome. Then the second one, even better. Uh, just so much great talent on the tour this year. Uh, a lot of guys stepping up, uh, doing better, and just uh, it's going to be great competition all year long. If you missed it this past weekend, of course you can catch the uh, the full race replays right now. Right now, if you are a Fast Pass subscriber, they are in the Fast Pass Fast Pass exclusive section. That's easy for me to say uh, on DirtVision.com. They 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 always sit there for about a week. So if you missed the show uh, when it ran live, you can catch it within minutes of the conclusion of that night's broadcast in the exclusive section. It'll stay there for about a week before it moves to the free vault of DirtVision.com. Uh, but if you did miss it, Friday night was won by the two-time and defending champion, the big cat, Brad Sweet, over the man who finished second in points, Logan Schuhart, and the man who finished third in points, Donnie Schatz. And then we moved on to Sunday, because as I said, Saturday was rained out. Logan Schuhart bites his way into victory lane for shark racing, and Danny Dietrich out of Pennsylvania finishes second, Corey Elias in third, and what a heartbreaker for the 10-time champion, Donnie Schatz. That was hard to watch. I think I think everybody just let on, oh, just because you know he's so close getting that 300th win and just on his way and just to see something like that. It's as Some people are saying, you know, it felt like watching Jacob Allen just trying to get that first win and just something always happens. So hopefully that's not the case for him trying to get 300 this year. It's so weird how, how we all now collectively are feeling bad for someone who has done <laughs> everything you could possibly do in this in this uh sport and yet here we are and i mean my heart broke for the guy on on sunday night and i never would have thought that i would say that by watching donnie shots lose a race not because i have anything against him i love donnie but he's done literally everything you could do and and then and yet we're still feeling bad because man 300 is such a special achievement and he's right there and he was literally less than a mile away and the car just crawls to a halt 
And also, I was so close to having a hundred percent perfect prediction for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. Me too. I, I, I said, I said Donnie was getting a three hundredth win, and Logan would get the Gator Championship. Well, I think even if Donnie won, I think Logan still would have got the Gator Championship. That would have been perfect. But at least I got the Logan part right, so that was cool. It was cool to see him get that win too. Yeah, you would have been perfect with your open red predictions from uh, the season preview that we did with uh, Johnny Gibson, which was super fun to do. If you haven't checked out that one, uh, that was episode two hundred nine, our most recent episode prior to this one. Uh, I urge you to go and do that. We had a ton of fun with Johnny coming on and making some some bold predictions for this year. I almost had a hundred percent record based off of uh, my my Twitter predictions. Uh, I said it was going to be a, a three hundred kind of night, and uh, man, so close you on that one. And and I I I was the jinx this weekend. <laughs> to be honest, outside of saying on Twitter that Brad was going to win on Friday night, everything else that I said for this weekend went horribly wrong for all involved. Donnie, uh, I, I I made the prediction on Open Red last episode that Sheldon Hoddenshield was going to be our, our champion this year and score the most wins, and I know it's a really long season, and we've got plenty of races left, but I have so far put the kibosh on Sheldon Hoddenshield. What an awful weekend he had, and I feel so bad for him. Sheldon, I am sorry. I'm pretty sure he's recovered. That team's pretty strong. I think they'll rebound from this. I think you'll see them win a lot of races this year still. Yeah, I think so too. Um Moving on, as I am not in Volusia, I am holding down the fort here at the Dirt Vision Studio here in Concord, North Carolina, and Nick is in Volusia. Uh, we weren't fully sure on how we were going to have a guest this week, so we decided let's just do something drastically different. And, and when I say we and let's, I mean Nick and he uh, just <laughs> did something drastically different, which was really cool. Did all the heavy lifting for it. He sat down in what we call our, our Victory Lane Club. Um, really cool location to just sit down and, and knock out some interviews. And he sat with our big three from the 2020 season. Uh, the defending champion, Brad Sweet, Logan Shuhart, and Donnie Schatz. And, and did separate one-on-one interviews with all three of them. And I've I've listened to most of, of all three of them. And they came out super cool. And uh, Nick, what was it like? sitting down with all three of them because they all seemed pretty loose yeah, it was awesome uh it was a really great time just being able to sit one one with them face to face um we just kind of had that conversation talking about the season talking about uh last season and what they're looking forward to um i think you can tell a lot of guys are just really excited to be back racing especially uh donnie he just seems so loose relaxed um obviously unfortunately sunday night happened after the fact but uh, beforehand, I think he's just having a lot of fun this year, and I think that comes through in his interview. He's very open and very honest about a lot of things that you'll you'll hear. And uh, same with Brad and Logan; they uh, didn't hold back of what their thoughts are for this year. It was really I had a really great time doing it. It sounded like a, a, and I mean I've only been around this sport in this series for just a, a couple of years now, but it sounded like a very different Donnie Shots than I've ever heard speak. For sure, yeah, you can tell he's. Um, I guess say relax or just having fun this year. Uh, he's you can tell he's primed to get back on top of that mountain again. I mean, if this the speed is definitely there, we saw that all throughout Sprint Car Week this past week. And it, as long as things hold together, and he doesn't have what happened to him on Sunday, he's going to get a, a lot of wins again this year. For sure, yeah. There's a lot of races, a lot of. Uh, chances to get that 300th win. And I think once that's out of the way, I think they're just going to start rolling in again. 
Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. So what we're going to do is we're going to break into these interviews and we're going to do them in descending order from points last year. So the first one you're going to hear is with the 10-time champion, Donnie Schatz, right here on Open Red. All right, we're here with 10-time World of Outlaws, Nostalgia New Drink Sprint Car Series champion, Donnie Schatz. How's it going? Good to be back in Volusia. It is. It's nice to be back racing. Um... You know, these winters just don't seem to get any shorter. And I think everybody's uh, after 2020 with all the COVID and all the races we missed, didn't really feel like we got a full season. So uh, it just seemed like it made a long winter. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. It was nice to have a little time at home. My first time at home on Christmas in 24 years. And um, I really enjoyed it till about three o'clock Christmas Day. And I was like, get me out of here. Get me on a plane. Get me in a race car. But uh, unfortunately, I uh, had to wait till we went uh, late model racing in Arizona. So um, we're here in Volusia having a blast. Was that a nice warm up getting to do that? You know, it's, um, yeah, it's enjoyable. It's, it's, um, I feel like a fish out of water with it some days. That place is really unique. Um, I went out there because uh, I've known Chris Kearns a long time. Um, he's a great promoter. He does a lot of great things for the racers. And um, I, I'd been to some of his things before, uh, partial schedules, just because of the Chili Bowl and being in Australia. And uh, the opportunity to go do the whole time. My family has a home there. So it just all made sense. And, um, yeah, it was a good warm-up. Uh, even though I didn't have the best results, I still had a great time. And um, when you come in these pits, there's still – 95% of these people that race these cars, that's what it's all about is the good time. Right. Um, now, coming back, we've had a good start so far with the All-Stars getting those couple wins in that third last night. Um, obviously, a good start to the season. Uh, you got the comment made last night, uh, Donnie Schatz is back. Does it bother you when people make those kind of comments? Obviously, like you said, you've never gone anywhere. No, it doesn't bother me. Um, you know, I, I know I've been here the whole time and didn't go anywhere. But, uh, you know, we live in a, in a country where uh, if you don't have people that dislike you, you don't have people that like you. And, uh, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. It's no different in business. You know, there's people that uh, like you for being successful in business and, and try to learn from some of the things you've done. And then there's others that that are jealous about it and, and discredit it. And, and racing's really no different. Um, you know, we had a building year. Uh, last year, uh, you know, with with the engine program and, and some of the changes that went on at TSR, uh, as well as COVID throwing a wrench in there. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that um, kind of make last year uh, really an eye opener for everybody in this world, not just this industry. So um, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm back. We've we've used uh, the beginning of this season to um, test at the racetrack racing not not so much just going and renting a racetrack and testing and see how things feel you have to see where it stacks up and you know that's why you've seen some of the nights at arizona that were good and some of the nights that were bad and that's really the best case scenario so we've never had a schedule in in the past that's allowed us to go race seven eight nine races prior to the world of outlaw season starting so um it just fit it went hand in hand and uh we probably weren't ready to go racing when we went to arizona but um we went anyway and um it's helped us here tonight and uh by no means do we have everything figured out we still have a ways to go but uh we feel a lot better about where we're at today what do you what are those ways to go what do you feel like you guys still have to work on well there's uh, a lot of things behind the scenes that are that are very difficult with um developing this engine right now um at the end of the season last year we knew some of the parts that need to be manufactured and there was a time frame that it was going to be done in, and it was uh, 12 weeks. So when we ended the season, we got this 12-week 
we'll have this. We'll have have our cylinder heads. And um, as of two days ago, we got the well. We're 14 weeks out, and if you put 14 weeks out from two days ago, that's uh, in the middle of May. So things like that are what um, make things a challenge. Um, it's out of our control at TSR. Um, it's out of my control, but it's uh, you know the, the guys that do the work and go to the races every night that know. Uh, things that need to be fixed and changed can't happen soon enough. Them are the one they get frustrated because they, the target's always moving and it's just the nature of the beast. I don't think it's, um, any different in any other business or any other industry. Uh, there's unforeseen circumstances and, uh, that's the way it goes. It's, um, you just have to deal with it and make the best of it. And that's what we're doing. And, uh, that's what we will do. And we will make the best of it. And how's your mentality going to this year? Just knowing there's those things to work on. Just, um, do you feel like those mental blocks you've had before are gone? Just knowing what you got to do, working with the team. How, what's your thoughts going? Yeah, this I don't year know now? that there's. You know, there's not really been any mental blocks. There's been things. There's always things that that uh, maybe change your attitude a little bit. You get uh, disgruntled with certain things. Um, you know, it's this is a this is a game that none of us really we're not forced to do. We're not. We don't have to do. Um, I wanted to be a, a race car driver and race with the World of Outlaws because it's. Uh, I was a fan of it and I loved it as a kid. And here I am at 43, um, you know, still enjoying it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There are days that, um, I asked myself, uh, <laughs> is, is it like a beard? Can I just shave it off and be done? But, um, you know, that's not, that's not in the mentality at, at this team or me. Uh, you know, we we're competitive people. Um, every day is not going to be that the best we want it to be. Um, and things change uh, over time. I mean, you see the face of the country is changing, some for the good, some for the bad, and, and the sport's no different. So um, it's, it's sometimes hard to swallow uh, staying uh, up with a 91-race schedule and, and trying to develop something and, and fix things along with ever change, everything else around you changing. I think it wears out um, the guys on the team and – uh, just the mentality, you know, whether it be you can see a forecasted rain race here and you still know you're headed that way when, you know, it, it puts everybody in a it just little things. I can't I can't sit and describe them all, but um, I think it, it makes everybody's attitude a little bit disgruntled. And um, right now, my attitude is uh, is really good. Um, I don't know that uh, I could even wreck my own attitude today, but man, give it time. I can wreck anything. Sure. <laughs> Uh, talking with the team, this is your third year going on this lineup of guys. You feel like you've got a good mesh, a good uh, chemistry together now? We always had a good chemistry. Um, there's There's been a lot of misconception about the, the way my team's been structured over the years. You know, um, Rick Warner has been, was a crew chief for a long time. Him and I raced together for 12 years, but um, people probably don't realize that, you know, Steve Swenson, who's crew chief now, was, was really the man with Rick that made all the decisions with Rick for – the last eight, 10 years. And, um, you know, Scoob and I grew up in the same part of the country. We we're both Dakota boys. Right. And, you know, we've, we've always gotten along really well. And, and when the opportunity presented itself to race together, it was just a no brainer because we'd done all the things that we'd done together. So, um, Rick focusing on the engine program, uh, you know, we really didn't, uh, miss a beat with anything but when you bring um other guys into the mix and how they read you throughout the night whether it be you know what to expect changing motors or changing cars or travel plans you know it's um it's a different day uh having a team with all that um you know i got two young guys and they're two great young guys but 
the younger generation today thinks about things a little different than than maybe they did when I was in that generation in the 20s because um, they don't they they think it might be more like the life of the party some mm-hmm. days and um, everything should be made to be easiest and and back then nobody really cared anything about being easy it was about getting parked on the front stretch every night and if you had to drive through mud puddles every night barefooted that's what you did to get there right. and, and by no means is that discredit anything it's just a different process so it's not so much those guys that that affected it. it's it's our the way we take it you know me and scuba being the older two on the team um we have to learn to adapt to the the time changing times and how to handle that and how to talk to those guys and um you know guys nowadays younger guys they like to be uh they like to be pumped up you know like they like to have a cheerleader and they like to be even when things aren't right they like you to pat them on the back and and tell them it's going to be okay even when you know it's not and me and scuba are more like hey man uh go pound sand or do this (laughs) and and we haven't done that since last night after qualifying so you know it's just a different you know you take different personalities and the way you were raised and you put us all together it takes a little bit to get all that meshing but yeah this winter was huge for all of that um brad and jacob have done a phenomenal job um they're they have the best work ethic of most of these guys out here and uh, we're glad to have them part of our team and uh that's exactly what it is it's it's tony's done his part to make sure that that uh, we have a great solid team and and give us all the tools and the resources we need and now it's up to us to just uh go win races definitely it's shown um Obviously, going into your 25th year now, is there, is there anything you feel like you're still trying to work on as a driver, or maybe changing with how the climate of racing has changed? Absolutely. I want to start racing like some of these guys that you just drive through someone. You know, <laughs> I, it's coming to that point. Um, I've always, uh, I think I, I think I read it or heard it best the other night when you talked to Tim McCready. No one really races with any respect anymore. And I don't know that you say that that's good or bad. It's, um, you know, I guess any someone takes off across a corner and th- there's things called dirty sliders and whatever. I, it doesn't make a difference uh, what what a person's view of it is. But, um, you know, there's a lot of questionable things. You know, it's it's 2021. Things are really safe. But I think Timmy's right. Uh, I know when I was a kid, if you did something stupid to Steve Kinzer or Sammy Swindell, you knew was who was walking up the back door of your trailer <laughs> to have a chat. And if you wanted to yap back, you either – got ready for a broken nose black eye or getting some front teeth knocked out and i never took anything to that point so um you know it's just a different day um and and i guess it's to the point where i've heard some of the guys i've had issues with say well i just race hard well that's great you you call it that if you want (laughs) but uh don't be mad at me when I race you hard because I know how to race harder than you. So um, it, it's just the way it is. I think that's one thing that uh, if I want to be next level, that's probably what I have to do is start driving people the way they drive me or race people the way they race me instead of maybe forgetting about the level of respect that's uh, that I've had or tried to tried to maintain over the, my several years of being out here. That obviously, I'm assuming, comes from the hunger just to get back thrown on top of the mountain well i don't know that you, you know you look at last night's race for instance i didn't have to use one car up to get to where i got to, to third and i i felt like i was better than a third place car i just put myself in a bad spot with lap traffic so but there are nights when the conditions maybe aren't as prone to having them things happen so you might have to but uh you know you don't get to win in championships by doing those dumb things and creating enemies 
running people over. Um, what goes around comes around. Karma is one thing that I've always learned out here. Uh, you say something bad about someone, someone says something bad about you, and it, uh, you do something bad to someone, two bad things happen to you. So uh, for the most part, we believe in karma and trying to let it take care of itself. And uh, I'm not going to change that philosophy. Great. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Good luck rest of the year. Thanks. All right. We're here with Logan Shuhart with Shark Racing. Uh, thanks for coming on. Enjoying your time back at Evolution now? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Great to be here. Long winter, so it's nice to get back, get back to the racetrack. I bet. Uh, you might not know our last episode, we made uh, predictions with Johnny Gibson about uh, who might win what and things like that. Um, and you were my pick for Dirt Car Nationals champion. So thank you for making me look good so far. <laughs> <laughs> good deal. I hope you're right. I really would like that big gold gator. That'd be really cool. So that's what we're, we're striving for at this point. Definitely. So if people know uh, we're recording this uh, before the final night of Dirt Car Nationals. That's why. So at the moment, we don't know, but hopefully we'll see what will happen soon. Um, obviously, you've already had a good start to the season, uh, finishing second, um, coming off that win at Last Chance Showdown. Uh, what did you guys do over the off season to try and make sure you kept that momentum going? Uh, really, our cars are pretty similar to what they were last year. They're not a whole lot's changed. Um, there's some things that we had a little more variety of parts that we'd change in, at different ty- different parts of the year, different racetracks, and uh, now we've kind of more narrowed it down to something that we we've liked, and you know, one just one good package that we feel like is is what's gonna be fast and be good for us to stay consistent and stay good so um you know we have a lot of good key components as far as you know factory cane shocks has been huge for us we're uh been trying some stuff down here with them and uh it seemed to go good right off the bat you know sometimes trying new things makes you uh, a little bit uneasy or uncomfortable you know you don't you're not you know you're not in the position that you usually feel comfortable with but we seem to go good right off the bat so um dmi has always been really good to us stevie smith and, and smith titanium gives us good stuff um their brakes have always been good for us and uh michael newman builds us great racing engines so uh just feeling really good down here in volusia and trying to trying to keep up our momentum early on in volusia like i know before last year i don't think you had led a lap or even got a top five what do you think's changed like ever since last year now you haven't finished outside the top five yeah i just, I just think we dialed it in over the years and there's some some things that we've we've tried in years past and we've gotten close um and just weren't quite where we needed to be and just dialed it in kind of felt like we are where we needed to be and uh haven't ventured off much from it you know it's um racetrack's pretty similar each night you know you'll get a i know last night uh the first first night for the outlaws is a lot faster than what we saw the first two nights with the all-stars so uh, i still felt good i felt like my car handled good but it didn't have the speed that it needed to so i felt like that's where we were lacking a little bit and if we get the same conditions tonight i feel like we'll know where to go but still you know if your bad nights are a, a night that you feel uncomfortable as a second place that's that's pretty good so hopefully tonight we can dial it in and, and get back in victory lane Right, we always see the shark racing guys helping each other out, working on each other's cars. We see you working on your car yourself a lot. Do you almost consider that as the crew chief hat for yourself? Is it hard to try and juggle thinking about your car setup and being a driver too? Uh, it has advantages and disadvantages. Uh, my guys do a great job. I think you know Ron Helmick working well with me, Ben Whitman, uh, and Tyler Garber and Brendan Collum on Jacob's car do a great job. But Jake and I kind of are 
you know, sort of the role of crew chief position, you know, and I share that with Ron also a little bit. You know, he does some of the major duties that a crew chief would do at another team. So I kind of share that with him. But um, and and we also share that with my grandfather, you know, talk it over a lot with him. So uh, it's it's shared and we have a a good thing going. It's not really the, you know, the the typical uh, thing that some of these other teams have going on, but we have it narrowed down to where it's organized and and we feel good about what we're doing. So I think we just all really work well with each other and and our guys and uh, really, really feel good about this shark racing team. Right. Obviously, it's shown all the success you guys had and Jacob getting his first win last year, too. Is, do you guys ever kind of take a step back from the bubble and kind of just look at what you've been able to accomplish and be like, wow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do it a lot. Honestly, yeah. it's easy. You know, Bill and Bill and I will talk about stepping back and smelling the roses, <laughs> yeah. as you call it. But uh, no, definitely. If you've you know, for the years that we've been out here and how much we've gained and gotten better and the experience over the years. And, uh, you know, at first it was the challenge just to be out here and now we're competing for wins every night. So it's, uh, very easy to step back and something I do a lot, to, uh, I believe to help us to keep pushing forward that you can step back and look at, you know, how far we've come and, um, you know, what we've accomplished. Does that help you on race nights too? Maybe even ones that get a little down and stuff maybe qualifying didn't go well but you just you know that there's still that speed there you know you can make that hard charge back up yeah you've been in that position lots of times before there's you know you've been beat down a lot and that's the big thing you know jacob has um jacob's been really well with that in the last year or two with uh you know getting beat down as much as you had and that's that's pretty easy for a young team or a young driver or somebody that's new to the tour that hasn't been out here to kind of get beat down a lot because these teams are really good you know the best drivers best crews best equipment and it's um they just really have their stuff dialed in so if you're coming here a little bit unprepared or a little bit inexperienced it's very easy to get beat down and um you just kind of get your mood down, your confidence low. So uh, to be able to, you know, and, and we've been in that spot before. So if you have a bad night, you know, it's tough. It, it can really ruin a lot of things, especially when it's consistent as uh, teams are with the World Outlaws. You know, when it comes to running for a championship or something, if you see Brad Sweet and Donnie Schatz, it's numbers when they win championships. There's not many mistakes there throughout the season. So, uh, but it's something that's that might happen. And it can happen. So you just got to shake it off and try and come back the next night and and have a good run. All right. What do you think it's going to take for you guys to be able to dethrone Brad and Donnie this year and get that first championship in, in the longer schedule now too? Yeah. You know, we're going to go back to some of these racetracks. Hopefully, you know, California. Some of the stuff that we missed last year, but it's uh for me it's it's some of these racetracks that we don't have a notebook for that uh you know actually here in the next few weeks that some of these racetracks that we've never been to that uh that they seem to me like they're the determining factor you go back and you don't have a notebook on them and it's kind of you know racing off the you know what you feel in warm-ups and going from there and, and and figuring your car out so it's something that you have to learn quick and and you know just race off the seat of your pants and and figure it out so hopefully that's what we can do i feel like that's some of the races that that put us in trouble last year that we would have been in more in contention at the end of the year but uh you know also they had some races where they uh you know fell out or had mechanical failures and uh you know i don't that's not normal so i don't know if they're they 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 could very easily not have that happen this year and be even stronger than what they were last year so we have to make sure we stay on top of it uh with no dnfs and that's a goal of mine for this year is you know stay out of crashes but also uh the mechanical side of it make sure we stay on top of things and uh do our job in in the pits 
for yourself as a driver, what do you feel like you're still trying to uh, develop toward? Uh, there's things I, I believe there's things Donnie Schatz learns every night and he's been out here for 20 plus years. So, uh, just continue to learn, get, you know, the, the confidence is huge, you know, and you can, um, feel like you know how your car is going to react and and you know and restarts and uh just putting yourself in good spots and, and staying out of crashes but if you feel confident in your race car and that you can put it in certain spots and really know what it's going to do before you put it there um it it, it can really I, I believe it'll help you out so just staying confident and 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 doing things the way we need to do it I think it was uh Beaver Dam last year when we were running down Brad and hit the wall was that a huge learning experience for like kind of just learning in general about running running for a championship of making sure not to go over that edge yeah i think it was just because i've never been in a, a championship run before so it's not something i thought about you know it's you know we've raced for points certain positions before you know from the sixth to fifth place and at the end of the year knowing it's right there but um before it was just my goal was to go out and, and try to win the race and it still is but when you're put in that spot of running second or third or uh you know just trying to bonsai it in there and <laughs> and make something happen when it's not there you shouldn't do it so definitely as a learning experience um would it have made that difference at the end of the year i don't know it would have made it a lot closer but that we still would have had some other races where we needed to improve on so but if i'm in that position again it's definitely something i need to think about and, and be smarter about definitely cool well, thanks for coming on and thanks for making me look like i know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> yeah, appreciate it <laughs> all right we're here with two-time defending word about laws and austin you drink sprint car series champion brad sweet how's it going how's it good to be back in volusia yeah it's uh Good to be back racing. Always enjoy coming down here to Florida. Uh, really love uh, this racetrack here. And, you know, it's nice after a long off season to, to come and, and spend five straight nights at one racetrack. It's, uh, you know, allows everyone to kind of get back in the rhythm of things. And, you know, just looking forward to the season. Right. And you didn't get to go to Australia this year, obviously. Uh, get to do a little bit of Chili Bowl. Did that, was that, is that kind of like a nice warm-up for you, just kind of get back into the flow of everything? Yeah, I enjoy going to Australia. Uh, it's kind of a different type of racing, but it just keeps you a little bit better race shape. And, you know, but it was nice to kind of have a little bit more of an off season as well. Um, you know, my daughter's getting a little older, so I, you know, I think there's less and less Australia trips in my near, f near future and kind of what, what more normal will look like for me. So, uh, you know, with the race season, you know, the schedule that the World of Outlaws came up with this year is pretty grueling and you know a lot of uh, a lot of races you know throughout the season so it's not bad to, to take a few months off there right obviously congratulations on the win last night winning the season opening race with the series um what does it do for you to be able to just get that first win out of the way yeah i mean it's it's what we want you know we want to <laughs> win and uh you know it's just a lot of hard work you know paying off and i think that's uh you know just gratifying and you know it's what you what the guys are working towards what i'm working towards is you know to to winning more um you know last year i, I felt like we just had a really good car and a really good team and and things kind of fell apart a little bit you know we were able to get the championship but like i said we just we really want to win a lot of races so it's definitely confidence boosting when you can come out of the gate you know winning um you know it, it gives us confidence with our race car gives us confidence with our decision making me as a driver and that's really important you know in racing is is confidence and kind of knowing what we need right what do you think was it that made you guys fall off or was the reason for falling off and is there any fear of that making sure that doesn't happen again honestly just some of that stuff was just the dnfs last year mm -hmm. um you know we had a really solid point lead and 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 we were racing for wins and you know had i think we won seven or so out of the first 19 and 
you know, just uh, Terre Haute, uh, you know, Attica and uh, Wilmot that weekend there, we had, you know, three things happen in a row. It closed the points up and it, you know, just changed the landscape of our season. I think, you know, we had to get a little more focused on, you know, getting conservative and making sure we didn't have DNFs. You know, it really was costing us. So uh, some of it was out of our hands, some of it was self-inflicted. But, you know, you have that stuff in racing and you're going to have to overcome adversity. But, you know, I think there's something about just, you know, we've won two championships now. I don't think we're as focused on the points. Obviously, you want to win the points, but you know, I really just want to to win as many races as possible. Right, like you talked about that. We talked about a little earlier, just being a little more aggressive this year. Maybe not trying to let a fear of a slide job or something hinders points or something like that. How do you? Is it hard to manage that balance of being aggressive and not having to worry about points, but yet worrying about <laughs> points a little bit too? Well, I mean, I think we treat every night the same. We we don't want to. Um, you know, we want to get the best possible finish that we can. Uh, you know, you mentioned risk. It's it's just something, you know, subconsciously, you know, when you're racing for points, sometimes you just won't take a little little risk. You don't run as close to the wall. And, you know, I think when you either have a big point lead or, you know, your mind's not focused on the points, you know, you're a little more focused on that moment and that race. And, you know, I think that's, that's what we want. There's a lot of big money on the line this year with a lot of big races. So, you know, we just want to make sure that we're 100% committed to, to showing up at those races, uh, you know, and trying to win them. Um, obviously, this year you'll have James McFadden as a teammate full-time when he gets over here, having another uh, full-time car along with the, uh, with the road. Obviously, you won the past two championships while the car was part-time. Does having another teammate help? Does that take? Is there any fear that might take away from your program a little bit as well, too? Uh, not, not necessarily take away or, you know, we, we all work really well together. Um, you know, I'm happy for, for them. Um, you know, I think it's you know, they're going to have a lot of learning and they'll have us to lean on, but we'll be really focused on the 49. That's one thing we've learned over the years is, you know, what I do doesn't work for James and what James does doesn't work for me. So, you know, I I think they'll lean on us a little and, you know, if there's a time and a place we may lean on them, but uh, at the end of the day, it's just kind of nice to have, uh, you know, more, more hands on deck, uh, you know, good team camaraderie between all the different guys and, you know, me, James, Casey, we all get along really well. The guys all get along really well. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's not a bad thing for sure. Um, you know, we'll get to hang out a lot more yeah. and uh, have friends on the road a lot more. So that'll be kind of nice. Um, as far as the racing, like I said, we're just, we're focused on the 49 and, you know, obviously trying to win races, trying to get a third championship. And, you know, I think we've proven that if we, you know, to ourselves and to other people, if we do that, uh, we're perfectly capable of, of winning a lot and getting a championship. Right now, you're close to nearing 60 wins with Outlaws overall. Uh, a third consecutive title will put you on the elite list with Steve and Shots, who have been able to do that. Uh, what do those milestones mean to you? It's weird. I mean, I really don't think too much about it right now. I think it's kind of one of those things where you got to pinch yourself every now and then to, to think that you're even, you know, on a stat sheet with Steve Kinzer right. or Donnie Shots or getting talked about, you know, being in a category that they've been able to accomplish. For me, it's just, you know, it's kind of I'm living the dream right now. Um, you know, I've always dreamt of being in this position. I worked hard to get to this position. And I think you just kind of want to stay in the moment, you know, and, and try to enjoy each moment as they go through. And I think when you look back, you know, after your career or something, it'll you can kind of go like, wow, we did all that, you know, and, yeah. and we're even have done that a little a couple of times over the past two seasons. Like, wow, we've done all that just in a short amount of time. But, you know, I think you got to stay working hard in this sport. There's uh, when you get to the top, it's really hard to stay at the top and everybody's gunning for you. So I think we're just really focused 
on, you know, not necessarily reaching milestones or which milestones we cross. It's just each night, you know, trying to win the race when we're there, uh, each season trying to win the championship, you know, just those, whatever goals right in front of us is what we're trying to accomplish. You know, we obviously want to win Knoxville nationals. We want to win, you know, Kings Royals. There's two of them this year. So, you know, you want to, you want to go out there and just accomplish whatever's right in front of you each night. And then, you know, maybe in five, 10 years, we can look back and say, wow, you know, this is an incredible run we were on. And, you know, we were able to, we had the opportunity, we executed and we accomplished, you know, all that stuff together. Definitely. As uh, coming into this year and kind of how sprint car racing is always evolving, always changing. Do you feel like there's still something you want to work on as yourself as a driver? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's always room for improvement. The minute you think that uh, you're as good as you, you know, can get, then I think you're leaving something on the table. So, uh, you know, I absolutely know that everybody's, you know, trying to catch us or, you know, feel like they've caught us. So we just want to make sure that we've, you know, we're working as hard as we've ever worked, you know, to get better each and every night. Um, you know, I definitely always think there's room improvement on my end. You know, there's there's laps last night that, you know, I learned from and, you know, I made a few mistakes that I want to clean up and I don't want to make those mistakes. So you definitely have to be aware of those and think about them. You can't just ignore the fact that, you know, you, there's no such thing necessarily as a perfect race. So I, I think there's always room for improvement. Uh, there's still room to get our car better. You know, I think there's other cars out there that handle you know, just as good or maybe even better at sometimes. So we're, we're still searching with our race car to, to try to get better on certain, you know, different scenarios, surf, certain track conditions that, you know, maybe there's a few guys out there that seem like have a little better handling car. So yeah, we're definitely not, uh, we're definitely, it's not easy. We're definitely <laughs> working hard and, uh, we're, we're making a lot of changes each and every night to, to try to get the Napa Auto Parts car better. Uh, obviously, last year we missed a lot of the big crown jewel races that you mentioned we'll have, like the two Kings Rails we'll have this year, Knoxville, Na- Knoxville Nationals back. Uh, without having those big races last year in Royal, is there any challenge of just trying to get yourself prepared for them this year and just trying to conquer all of them? Yeah, I think it just makes me that much more excited to get back to having them. Uh, you know, I don't think I ever really took them for granted. I always, you know, was excited and appreciated them. But when you didn't have them, it was, uh, you know, definitely took a lot of motivation away last year. It's just they're, they're really things that you look forward throughout the season. And they're a big part of, you know, how you view, you know, a season success is how you run at the big races. So without those, it was kind of hard to, you know, you, you kind of lost motivation and, you know, just that you know, atmosphere and, you know, excitement that you get at those big races wasn't there. So, you know, I know everyone did the best job they could and we actually had, you know, a great season where we were able to race for points and, you know, get over 50 races in. So hats off to everybody that made all that possible, but, you know, obviously really looking forward to, to getting back to having, you know, 20,000 people in the stands and, you know, just feeling that and, you know, the excitement of, you know, racing for 175,000 to win, 150,000 to win, you know, all the, all the big races that we have, all the big money that's on the line. Um, you know, that's really what's exciting to me about sprint car racing. Definitely. Cool. Well, great. Good luck the rest of the season. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, those were some really fun interviews to listen to Nick. Thank you so much for, like I said, doing the heavy lifting uh, on all of those, uh, seemed like you had a lot of fun doing it and seemed like they actually enjoyed doing it too, which is really cool. Yeah. That was the best part, um, that they just kind of came chilled and ready just to, it was just a nice conversation. Just kind of sit down one on one. I think they, um, enjoyed doing that. And obviously it's before the season, before too many, uh, crazy things started going on. So it was nice to catch them at that time. So one of the things that Nick and I said, we wanted to try as we were game planning ideas, uh, for, for this show, knowing that it would be hard to get a guest on while we're in, 
two different locations and a guest would be in a third different location. Nick said, what if we get an open red and I try to talk to someone during an open red for open red? And my eyes lit up like that is the craziest, coolest idea I've ever heard. So thankfully, everyone involved was was okay. Uh, Geo Selzy had a, a wild ride coming out of turn two down the back stretch, and uh, thankfully he was okay afterwards. But that set us up for an open red for Nick to be able to talk to people during the open red for open red. So here is that. Hey, with Aaron Rachel during the open red at Volusia Speedway Park. Hey, Aaron, real quick, what's going through your head right now during the open red? Do what? What's your uh, thoughts going through your head for the open red right now? Um, try to get a good start and uh, one and two and pass as many cars as we can. Great, thanks. Thanks. We're in open red right now at Volusia Speedway Park. We're coming up to see how Jacob Allen is doing. Hey, Jacob, real quick, how are you feeling during this open red? Uh, I feel good. Um, you know, uh, the tracks uh, so far has been a little um, tacky, you know, more just kind of like wide open. But I think it's coming around to, you know, my car. Hopefully it doesn't come around too late, but I feel, you know, pretty good. What do you think about when there's an open red like this? Um, right now, I, I, I don't really have anything I, I want to change or that I can change. I just... Uh, might need more tear-offs in, uh, <laughs> than I uh, actually put on. So, But for the most part, I feel good, and I'm just going to see how the second half of this race plays out. Great. Thanks. What an interesting thing you were able to accomplish there, Nick. How did you choose uh, Jacob Allen and Aaron Reitzel there? Were they just the closest two guys to you when you were able to get out there? Yeah, so it was really cool. And once I saw, I heard they're going to go up around, like, oh man, this, it, I can't believe this is happening the first race <laughs> of the season. We're going to get to do this. And I guess I actually had to step up and do this now. I can't just say uh, it was an idea. Um, yeah, I so I ran out there. Uh, obviously, you guys are always talking with their crew. So I was trying to see who was open. Uh, Jacob was just sitting there. So I ran over to him, grabbed him real quick. Um, and then I saw Rachel was sitting there. So I ran over to him, grabbed him real quick. And then kind of by the time we did that, uh, they were starting to get cars going again so that it was really cool i'm really glad i got to do it hopefully try and do it again not that we want to see open res for uh, any reason but uh the fact that you got to take advantage of that was pretty cool pretty cool to say i got to do that were they both like extremely confused like wh- why is nick running over here because they both know you and they're probably like why is nick running over here for an interview now yeah, I kind of got that uh, look like, what's he coming over here for? But then kind of when you start asking questions, they're just, they're, you know, typical professional race car drivers uh, ready to answer a question. So, but it was, it was cool. I'm, uh, thank you to Jacob and uh, Aaron for doing that. I love it. I'm so glad you were able to accomplish that. Like I was, you know, obviously sometimes open reds come with a danger factor preceding them. And I was, I was praying for an open red all weekend. I hope that we could get it, but thankful that everyone involved was okay. And then when it happened, I was like, yes, hopefully Nick's doing it. And I didn't <laughs> talk to you during, during even the night at all. So I didn't know until the next day. And you were like, I got it done. Let's do it. I was like, yeah. Yeah. It, it was uh, cool. Like I said, uh, glad everyone was okay. Didn't want to see anybody hurt for any reason just for us to do our little interviews here and there but so i'm glad it worked out that was pretty cool make sure you get your fast pass you can watch all of the action live uh otherwise nick i I think we're pretty much done here today yeah it was a fun it was just it's gonna be a fun episode can't wait for uh, people to listen to and hopefully they enjoyed it nick rest those arms from doing all the heavy lifting for this one yeah
Just picking things up and lifting them down, you know? Uh, as always, uh, this has been Open Red, the official podcast of the World of Outlaws, Nostradamus, Drink Spring Cars. My name is Rob. His name is Nick. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.